There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome everybody to the Dark to Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Uh, Josh is not going to be with us today. He's uh, got some things he's got to take care of, so it's just going to be me and Dr. Kirk Elliott. Doctor, are you there? Hey, I'm here, Jim. How are you doing? Good to see you, sir. It's good to see you in South Dakota uh, at that event yes. there. It was great to see you. It was awesome seeing you, too. That was a great event. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely great. Well, uh, let's not talk about all the sunshine and rainbows right now. We do have a July 1st deadline coming up. Is anything uh, going on July 1st that we might want to financially be worried about or think about? Well, there's a lot of stuff coming up in in July. Um, you know, I was over the weekend, I was I was looking up some some data and a guy named Martin Weiss, you, you may be familiar with him, a lot of you the listeners might be, but he's He's been in the industry for about 40 years with Weiss ratings, uh, like most famous rating bank rating analyst of like all time. He's, he's like incredible. And he, he's the gentleman that, that's just recently within the last two weeks said there's 4,243 banks on the verge of failure. And, and look at the mayhem that's been caused with just five, right? When we had, you said 4,000. 4,243. And we've seen wow. Signature Bank, Silvergate Bank, Credit Suisse, uh, you know, Sovereign, or uh, I'm sorry, Silicon Valley Bank, and First right. Republic go under. That's five banks. But there's now 4,243 that are on the verge of, of collapse, right? So it's like, oh my right, word. Right. Even, if, even if he's the, the worst analyst on the planet and he's 99% wrong, that's still 42 banks, right? It's like, oh my word. Oh, yeah. And look what happened when we had five. So, so he, he exposed um, something that, that you and I and Josh have been talking about for a while, which was, is the FedNow app, right? The, the right. conduit from us and our money to the central bank digital currency um, that they're implementing. So that comes live on July 18th. So, oh, so not July 1st? So to not, well, everything's kind of in flux. It, it you know, because when they have people that are uh, delaying things, but, but here's where they moved it to yeah. July 18th, I think because they wanted full implementation of all banks, small, medium, large, and credit unions, right? So it just right. got delayed a couple of weeks. But that's still July 1st, July 18th. It's like, well... I guess for something that's going to change the, the world for the rest of time, I guess they could wait a couple of weeks, right? Because this is going to be <laughs> yeah. awful, right? I mean, seriously. So, so I looked into what, what Weiss had actually brought up was the original document where this was announced. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's Federal Reserve Docket OP-1670. Now, it was actually put into the federal register in 2020 right. but the law and the whole concept of fed now 
the FedNow app was was put into effect in 2019. Okay, so so they've been working on this for a while, right? You can't just announce something and not, not have them been working on it. They've been working on this for the last four years. So, wow. but that's when it came into effect. So, I I did. You know how if you go on to you download a PDF and you can find and replace words, right? So, so I downloaded the entire document. It's like 90 pages long. And I typed in to find the word control. Well, right. every single page uh, and numerous instances on most of the pages, the word control was highlighted. It's like this has nothing to do with fixing a broken system, right? This has everything to right. do with people control. So, so, then on every Federal Reserve document, any, any law, they actually open it up to comments from economists and the Federal Reserve Board of Governors. It's like an internal chat board. They say, okay, this is our pending legislation. This is our legislation. People comment about it, right? So it's right. kind of like backwards. They, they issue the, the decree, and then they comment about it, rather than commenting on it first and then issue the decree. <laughs> so, right. so sure. here's where you, you look at, on the Federal Reserve website, you can mm-hmm. go to, it's called, here, I, I've got it, the Federal Reserve System, docket number OP-1670, Federal Reserve Actions to Support Interbank Settlement of Faster Payments. So, um Here's a comment by one of the authors of the program, William Michael Cunningham. He's a university professor and, and advises the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. Well, he's talking about this, this law that they just passed, right? So here he talks about money. Okay, this is very interesting, and it talks about what this is all about and why July, I think, could be the paradigm-shifting moment for the rest of time for banking as we know it. So right. he talks about the main, this is a direct quote, the main economic attributes of a technically effective currency rests on three functions, as a unit of account, a store of value, and a median of, of exchange. Okay, that's what money does, right? It holds value, it's a store of account, either a $1, you know, $5, $10, $20 bill, and you use it to buy stuff. That's exactly what money is for. Except right. now, they just added a new definition to money. They broadened its scope, and they That's said, nice here's, here's the creepiest, one of the creepiest paragraphs that you'll ever hear when it comes to money. But there is a fourth function of money, the means of social control. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so the centralized monopoly over the functions of money held by sovereign governments and central banks has generated great income and wealth imbalances. Listen to some of these words, right? Concerns about a lack of central bank performance with respect to financial inclusion, income inequality, economic system stability, right? Um, so This is like so a DEI um, social, job description. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, social and injustice and control. So let's just play yes. out how this social control could work, right? So let's say you have a bank account. We all have a bank account. And... You um, are talking on the show, um, and you say, okay, I donated to a, a anti-sex trafficking nonprofit. I mean, you're just talking about it. And then one of your listeners says, ooh, I want to I donate to that too. That sounds like an amazing thing, a helpful cause that we could really help people and rescue them. And then they post it on, on Facebook. And then somebody puts a thumbs up and says, I like that, right? So now it makes the... The 
algorithm, the artificial intelligence that's snooping around searching for all this stuff, saying, wait a second, what's this Jim Price guy doing? We don't like his, his social policies anyway. And now he's, he's talking, coercing people to go into a social cause that we might not like, right? So let's wow. freeze his bank account. Let's freeze it so they can't use it. And the people who donated, right? So, or let's say that you donate to the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second. We don't like this, this Trump guys. You know, we're talking about globalists here um, right. that, that are at the Bank of International Settlements, the IMF, the World Economic Forum, the, the International Monetary Fund. Saying so we don't like the social policies. See, then this goes along the lines with the United Nations actually had a meeting earlier in the week um, where they actually talked about what comes next. By September of 2024, they are going to link digital IDs to your bank account. Okay. So why? (sighs) Why would they want to do that, right? So, well, they just said why in this document from the Federal Reserve. But they right. get a little bit deeper. They, they got a little bit deeper in their explanation of exactly what they're wanting to do. And this is, uh, let's see, it goes full on, full course to basically society's uh, ability to spend money the way that they want to. And they want, they're using it as a, a social not a social credit score, but more of a, a way to protect people from from people who are spending their money un- unwisely. So here's the name <laughs> of their policy brief. This is horrible. Okay? So this is horrible. So Good. it's outlined. this is all outlined in three new policy briefs from the United Nations um, that was spoken about by U.N. Secretary General and um, Antonio Guterres, right? The mm-hmm. reforms to international financial architecture – a global digital compact, and the future of outer space governance. <laughs> so, outer space governance? I love the last one because it's like, oh, my word, that's so space cadets for sure. But, <laughs> but here's what they called this whole meeting, our common right. agenda. It's like, don't use the word our so flippantly. This is not my right. common agenda. It might be yours, but it's certainly not mine. Right? So, mm-hmm. so here's where they, they moved this to. This is an exact quote from their conference. Digital IDs linked with bank or mobile money accounts can improve the delivery of social protection coverage and serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. Okay, who's the eligible beneficiaries? Everybody with a bank account. That's who this is addressed to. And what's wow. social protection coverage? See, this goes along the lines of, of social control as defined in OP1670 from the Fed. So let's say that, that you donated to the Trump campaign. They say, what? Right. We don't like what Trump stands for. We need to implement social protection coverage. Let's say you're driving a gas-guzzling truck, Jim, and they say, oh, what? Yeah. It only gets seven miles per gallon. Jim does not care about the, the environment and people all over the world. We have to employ social protection coverages and cut him off from buying gasoline. What if they don't like the church you don't donate to and tithe to? What if they don't like a lot of stuff... This is where social protection coverages come in, and it's one of the scariest things I've seen in a long time. Wow. That is crazy. Well, we do have a commercial break coming up here. Uh, We'll bring back Kirk Elliott here right after the break. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll see you in a minute.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to WYSL, the Dark Delight Show with your host here, Jim Price. Josh is off today and uh, we will obviously be there this weekend. But anyway, uh, we do have Kirk Elliott here with us and we're talking about all these uh, inclusions and ours and us's and we's and I don't like the fact that they call us we or us or ours it really kind of scares me. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, this is this is the the globalist communist utopia that they want, right? And right. and here's the thing about these these communist fascist societies: it's not everybody's going to be equally wealthy. Everyone's going to be mm-hmm. equally poor. Right. I mean, this is this is oh. what they want. This is what they're they're bringing down. But they the way that they do that is they bring down the people that have and, and raise up the have nots to try to be at this equal level across the playing field. But it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Right. So so right. communism simply doesn't work. I mean, it's been tried and tested for, for centuries and it just simply just doesn't work. Right. Since since Lenin started it in the. 1900 early 1900s like okay well stupid but but yet countries still want it why because it it brings power and control to the government to keep the people at bay and 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 servanthood to them so so this is kind of where we're headed but 
But financially, we're looking at a world that's changing right underneath our nose, Jim. So, so you've got, for example, the BRICS nations, right? They're, they're rising up. They're trying to take over the global reserve currency status, take, usurp the U.S. dollar from that role, and because they want what America had, right? They want to, to grow society. For granted, it was grown by debt. But, but yet it, mm-hmm. it gave us the country that we did, right? It gave us a big, booming stock market. It gave us a booming housing market. But whenever you, you do something with debt, you always have to pay the piper. That's the consequences that we're paying now. But they want that, and they are going to get it because what the, the, the world politically, the world economically, the world socially is moving away from America. And it's moving to the east. It's moving to the BRICS nations, right? So, so here's where there's an interesting meeting that's going to be held in August. And the meeting is with the BRICS nations, and evidently they've invited another 60 to 80 countries, leaders of countries, to attend. And it's in Durban, South Africa. So which South Africa what? is the S in the BRICS nations, right? So, oh, okay. But here's okay. what I'm thinking. Why not have it in Moscow? Why not have it in Shanghai? You know, the, the, the big countries of the BRICS nations. Well, here's where I think is, is happening. I believe that they're going to announce that the BRICS currency is going to be backed with gold because South Africa is the largest gold mining country in the world. Durban, South Africa city, um, has the Durban deep mine, the largest gold mine in the world. So I think it's very symbolic that they would be having a currency meeting in Durban, South Africa, rather than one of the main countries of the BRICS nations. Because I think that's a symbolic move. They're going to say, we're going to back our currency with gold. Now, why would they do that? And, and I've been pondering this because central bank digital currency is, is, you know, is, has nothing to do with gold backing, except if they want to attract the masses into their system, right? You dangle this carrot out there saying, hey, world, mm-hmm. Our central bank digital currency is better than everybody else's. We've got ours backed with gold. Come, come and join us, right? So, but here's the, the danger. It's like watching a scary movie, right? And there's always the, the dumb person that decides to go behind the closed door, right? Like, <laughs> no, don't go in that door. You're not going to come out alive. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, this don't is go where in the chainsaw room. Put money, <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you put money into the system, into their system, you're never getting it out. Right, so they're dangling this carrot. They're saying in, invest into the central bank digital currency, but if you do, you're 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 not going to get it out. You're into that system forever. You lose what you put in. Or option mm-hmm. B is that they are starting to second guess central bank digital currency because right. there's been so much groundswell, grassroots um, anti-support of it. Right, you've got. You've got DeSantis in Florida saying we're never going to take central bank digital currency in the state. You've got Texas that's that's saying we're going to start a state chartered central bank backed by gold. You've got Arkansas that just put pulled on gold as legal tender. You've got Alaska just last week said we're going to do the same thing Texas did. We want a state bank that's backed by gold, along with Utah, Wyoming, and Oklahoma that have already had gold as legal tender legislated in their states. So you're seeing state after state after state that says, hey, the central bank digital currency thing, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. We're going to have our own state banks backed with gold. So, And this is also happening globally as well. Right. Or I, I believe it was um, Hong Kong maybe that told China, it's like we're, we're simply not going to 
recognize the, the, the BRICS nation central bank digital currency. So here's where there's this, this massive movement now starting to, to rear its a beautiful head, not ugly head, against the central bank digital currency. And the BRICS nations might be saying, well, we still want to be the reserve currency, but so let's back up our currency with gold because they've got mm-hmm. China, Russia, um, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, India, Turkey that are buying gold not by the ounce or by the pound, but by the hundreds or thousands of tons. Who buys that much gold when, when they're basically saying, hey, this is an ancient relic, nobody should buy it, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're <laughs> buying it by the thousands of tons. So I want to encourage all the listeners, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do, right? because they're, they've got a method behind their madness. If CBDCs fail, well, they still want to be the world's reserve currency. They're backing up their currency with gold. Right. So so here's where it's one of two alternative systems that are coming into play. And uh, and what's the common denominator between states, between these BRICS nations that are backing up their currency with gold, where I believe we're headed in August to a meeting in Durban, South Africa with the BRICS nations. They say they're going to back up their central bank digital currency with gold. The common denominator is gold, precious metals as a hedge is something that's real, something that's tangible, something that's more transparent, something that people want, they're starting to go into. And I would encourage every listener, do the exact same thing to protect and preserve. Mm-hmm. Wow. When, when you think about the idea that they're buying tons of gold, why is it that so many people don't see that as the signal of what real, the value of currency will be in the future? I mean, what what are we what are we missing in the general population that people think that denim dollars they have in their pockets going to really be here in twenty years? Well, I, I think it's a function of it's not being heavily reported, and it's not something mm-hmm. that they want to, the masses to know. It's like, hey, look, we're buying thousands of tons of gold um, because they want the narrative to be heard that we're moving away from a, a dirty paper system. Look at how dirty and disease infected money can be, and Somebody can steal it from you, and so you want a digital currency that's, that's clean, where it's, it's 24-7, 365 instant money transfers. That's what the FedNow app is being promoted as. It's like, who wouldn't want that, right? That sounds very attractive and very amazing. But, but if you look at what they're doing, they're, they being the globalist banking cartels, right? They're, they're demonizing cryptocurrency. They're demonizing paper money. Because they have something that's neither. They have centralized cryptocurrency, not decentralized, and they're trying to get rid of paper. So if you can't make right. yourself look good by your own merits, well, then cut down the competition, right? It's, it's like, it's what they're doing. So right. try, it's like, go to the bank. Go to the bank and try to withdraw some cash. And they're going to say, what do you want cash for, Jim? It's like, and try to, uh, you know, withdraw like a decent amount of it, like $1,000 or more. It's like, what? What are you doing? So I'm going on a road trip. I'm afraid my credit card's not going to work. I just need some cash. Nobody uses right. cash. Why do you want it? We don't even know if we have it. And they start to treat you like you're a villain, right? It's like, wait oh, a yeah. second. This is the legal tender of our country. Why is it so wrong to have cash? Well, this is the narrative that they're trying to expose, that you don't want cash. You, you want digital currency, right? And so... This is why this is all leading up to a July moment, you know, July 14th, now July 18th, where they're going to unleash the FedNow app on pretty much everybody. It doesn't mean 
we're going to have central bank digital currency at every bank at the same time all over the country. It means that now instead of four basically beta test banks like HSBC and Wells Fargo and a couple others, they're going to release it to the masses with every bank, small, medium, large. So you're going to start to see that momentum gather toward central bank digital currency just within the next couple of weeks. Right. So are we better off having our cash in the bank? I mean, is that what we really need to be thinking about first, is, is changing our, I, our financial situation that way, how we store our money? I, I, well, that's the first step to getting into the right place at the right time would be you know, sell your stocks, bonds, mutual funds, get rid of the things that are toxic and poised to come down. But, you know, nine months ago, I would have said, yeah, cash in the bank is safe. It's a, a defensive movement, right? It's, you're just sitting on the sideline, not tied to the markets. But now with banks failing all the time, it's like, well, I don't even know if cash in the bank is safe right now. FDIC is underinsured. You know, so you look at that. What I would do rather than having cash in the bank is having a de facto cash like silver, like gold, physical, tangible assets that you take delivery of. Fantastic, Kurt. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show. I love the wisdom you, you give to us. So hang in there and we'll talk to you again. Sounds good. See ya. All right, see you. All right, guys, got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back here at WYSL. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Uh, Josh Reed's not here. He's uh, trying to get ready for the trip to head down there to, or head up there, I guess. You guys are up there. So uh, going up to the Northland, and we're going to be up there in the old uh, coast of Canadia up there. I don't know how you guys put up with those uh, those people, eh? But uh, anyway, I'm just giving you crap. Um, no, it's uh, Josh going to be there, and uh, I'll be there. I'm going to be in studio, live in studio on Friday. I do have a, a Charles who uh, he said he's uh, he wanted to have coffee on Friday morning, so I'm going to have coffee with him, and then I will be at the station. And it uh, looks like I'm going to be having some some burgers for lunch right after the show on Friday. So I'm looking forward to that. A little Tom Walls. Is that right? That's how it said, Tom Walls. I want to make sure I get that. You know me. Names, I don't know. It's just Tom Walls. All right, so we're good there. All right, so anyway, we're going to have a lunch on Friday. Looking forward to that. And then uh, a lot of other good stuff. Uh, obviously, Sunday, uh, we're going to have the event, which is going to be really cool. I think we're going to enjoy it, enjoy each other's company. The biggest thing is when we go in there, we can have conversations that we don't have to look around and wonder, you know, are we going to have someone who's just there to agitate, right? So we can have these conversations and be grown-ups about it, a lot of things. And it's actually nice to be able to have that. And this is, again, get together with people you know, people you understand you, and create a conversation so that way you guys can actually have a greater understanding. Anyway, uh, I don't. I, did we talk about we talked about Doctor Hotsey yesterday or Hotsey or Hootsey or Wasab? The guy with the round glasses and the crappy haircut and all that stuff. The guy who's directly tied to Wuhan uh, financing. Yeah, don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. But he's also the guy who won't debate uh, <laughs> Kennedy. So uh, that's another whole other issue. As we uh, do know that they uh, they have pulled up the wreckage from the. Uh, what I don't know what they even call that thing, Ocean Gate. Uh, photos of the debris left behind by the imploded Ocean Gate Titan submarine have been released. The United States Coast Guard on Thursday said an underwater robot found a debris field 
in search of the gate, uh, Ocean Gate Titan submarine. guys well again technology is here to help us or something like that where it's not it works until it doesn't by the way guys they want to put computer chips in your body they want to put them in your brain and and do this whole connection which a lot of the the infrared connection between your phone and you already has a bit of a connection because our body does work off of frequency and waves uh just saying guys these computers are glitching out and yet they want your mind ran on a computer i don't get it i get that we have the ability to be able to translate and, and move uh, information in and out, but this just really scares the life out of me. Anyway, let's go back. I don't know if you guys, which part of you guys heard on the submarine part, um, but they've got this debris p- fill, this picked up out of the in the air. They've got a tarp on it, but it doesn't cover everything. So you still see the exposure of all the equipment that's sitting there, and there's, the tarp doesn't need to do anything. This reminds me, remember when, remember when, Remember back when, in 2018, there was a bomber, a pipe bomber, who was sending pipe bombs to Soros and Nancy Pelosi and uh, Hillary Clinton and, uh, let's see, what was a couple other... Oh, uh, the, the gap-toothed lady down in Georgia, she got one, I think. They were all like these little presents that sent out, right? Well, they happened to track this guy down in a minute, and just happened to be the guy had, was uh, living with his mother, didn't have a job, but had a Dodge van with Trump stickers, literally bumper to bumper. I mean, just they were edge to edge Trump stickers all over this whole Dodge van. Then they had an FBI agent on the back of a flatbed car hauler trying to hold a tarp down while the Trump stickers just happened to be exposed. But they were going down a Florida freeway. Now, guys, if this doesn't remind you of some Gone in 60 Seconds or uh, what's the other, the bus bomb one where they can't go under 50 miles an hour, I mean, you talk about a real, oh, wow. Now, I'm going to let you know, guys, I did federal contracting for almost 18 years, okay? The federal government and the way that they run things is so bass-ackwards that you can't even begin to understand how bass-ackwards it is. They will not allow, I'm on the military basis, there are certain things that because your job description does not describe you doing that, they can't do it. It's so compartmentalized that one guy who can drive a tug on a plane can't drive the box truck to go out to the airfield. So there's got to be one guy who drives a box truck, one guy who drives a tug, another guy who does this, another guy who does that. And so when we talk about, and everybody has their little safety vests on, and they do all this clipping off and harnessing and all this other stuff, I, it is amazing the amount of safety stuff they do. Are you telling me that they're going to allow some federal agent to sit to, to just stand on the back of a car hauler that's being driven by a private contractor going down a Florida freeway to hold down a tarp so you can't see the stickers? This is a correlation between what they do and how they do it. This is when I say that I'm looking at a photo right now on Gateway Pundit of the wreckage that has a tarp on it. Looks like they really tried, except for the part that's not covered is completely exposed to the camera. 
which tells me they knew the camera was there, which tells me it was more of a photo op, which tells me this is a, you know, this is the usual thing that they do. This is how they do it. So I'm telling you right now, they don't let federal agents just randomly ride on the back of flatbed car haulers going down the freeway at 50, 60 miles an hour holding on to a tarp. Because let's say the tarp takes a hold and that guy goes flying. You're going to let a federal agent just go flying off a flatbed truck going down the Florida highway? Guys, this is what they do. This is how they do it. And the idea that this little photo op is there. Now, this says this says that the United States Coast Guard on Thursday has already recovered this. Now, we've got the Titanic sitting at the bottom of the ocean. And we barely have good images. We barely understand the wreckage. We barely got this, or we barely have that. But you're telling me within a week that we have sent down a drone and started picking up all the bit different pieces of the, the bits and pieces of the debris fill for this. So let me ask you a question: How did we get all that together already? We the Titanic's been sunk for a day or two, hasn't it? I mean, it's been there. I don't know, like, since uh, forever? But yet we're not going to have this conversation? We're not going to have the conversation that our, you know, we suddenly just got down there right away? How come, the, how come the, uh, the Coast Guard wasn't down there the first two days of the missing sub? How come they weren't down there trying to grapple a hold of this missing sub? If they got a drone that they can just drop down there and suddenly pick all this stuff up, then why weren't they picking it up back when they thought that people might be alive? Do you see what I'm talking? Like, this doesn't add up. It doesn't add up because it doesn't add up. Does that make sense? It doesn't add up because it doesn't add up. I think that's how you say that. I don't know any way they say it. Because this doesn't work. When you look at this situation, when you look at how this is all going down, none of this makes sense. And because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because it's all, all, all wrong. It was all a setup. And again... Let's say they wanted these people to go to the bottom of the ocean. Just just so happened to the CEO of the missing nitrate, that 30,000 pounds of nitrate that went missing on the West Coast. Well, just so happened to the guy who owns that company that was in charge of that, he was in that submarine. So are, is this their gateway out? Well, did they get a, a free ride out? Did they get a chance to actually say, oh, Hey, guys, I've kind of screwed up a lot. I'm going to go ahead and bow out. Uh, if we can create a situation, you know, um, I would just like not to worry about being here. Uh, I don't want to deal with all the stuff that's getting ready to come down the pike with this this 30,000 pounds of, of uh, explosives that have gone missing. Guys, we have a, a, a fertilizer shortage already. When they We know that they are limiting the amount of fertilizers that are being produced. And a lot of those those. Fertilizers were coming out of Russia, which means, again, oh, uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. They're the bad guys. Oh, the bad guys. The problem is you lose 30,000 pounds of it. We didn't have 30,000 pounds to give away. But then again, is that going to be used for a red flag event? Is it a distraction? What is it really going to be about? Did these guys bow out and get a little, like, hey, we're going to go hang out in the Bahamas or Thailand or something? I mean, what do we know, Right. So anyway, guys, sounds like we got a commercial break coming up uh, here at WYSL. The Arctic Light Show will be right back.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <laughs> it's all going down. Well, uh, guys, let me give you a glimmer of hope here. I mean, this, this is breathtaking. You guys should all pause, you know, put your hand on your heart and just close your eyes and think of the pedo in chief and his amazing ability to lead you into economic relief and equality for all. Um, Bidenomics. Biden, Bidenomics, Bidenomics, I guess is Bidenomics in air quotes here. White House launches campaign to gaslight Americans on. Oh, wait, uh, not gaslight. This is the truth. Why would they gaslight us? This is the truth. The White House is not going to lie to us. OK, White House launches campaign to gaslight Americans on economy just weeks after Dementia Joe. I didn't realize I had Bidenomics going <laughs> uh, three weeks ago. Uh, Dementia Joe. I'm reading the article how it's written here, so don't, you know, if you guys don't like me calling him Dementia Joe, you know, give me a better name. Uh, three weeks ago, Dementia, this is the way the article is written on Gateway Pundit. I didn't realize I had Bidenomics going. Today, he is giving a speech in Chicago boasting about Bidenomics. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, one, th- one of the things that I decided to do, and I find that Wall, St- uh, I find that the Wall Street Journal, and I'm sure there is someone here from the Wall Street Journal and other publications that are taking are talking about Bidenomics. This is this guy speaking, so I'm not 
you know, I usually don't read all this. I always, you know, chop it up. But this is this guy speaking here. I didn't realize it was I had Bidenomics going. <laughs> He's just so amazed by himself. He's like, do you know how amazing Biden is? Wait, I'm Biden. Do you know how amazing I am? I am... I am amazing on levels that I didn't even realize I was amazing on. I was just, I was amazing. I was just amazing, and then I was amazing. And I, don't, I didn't realize how amazing, amazing I was. This is this guy's conversation. Anyway, this week in the Biden administration is launching a campaign to gaslight the American people and the, uh, the economy by embracing the term Bidenomics as a success story. Biden is set to speak at, a noon, at noon central that central time. So there was a, a, a Twitter, 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 Twitter that he put out. And this is his tweet. Let me roll back here to it. I am really kind of amazed. He put up this chart. And I don't know how you guys are able to um, fact check this guy or do the whole, um, what, do you, what do you call it? When you, uh, you put the little tag on the Twitter there that says, hey, you know, um, uh, this guy is factually inaccurate. There is a graph that is on his Twitter page that shows that under Trump, there was negative jobs created, that there was no jobs during his, his – uh, oh, where did it go? Did they take it down already? Well, why would you take that down? That was such an amazing little meme you had there where it showed this bar graph of like Clinton and, and uh, Barry, and then it had Trump, and then it had him. And, uh, you know, here's Clinton. He's got his little bar graph there. And, and Uncle Barry, he's got his little bar graph. And then here's Trump with his bar graph going below because he lost a net. He, he lost all these jobs. And, um, wow, what a, what, a, what a lazy way to try to argue your way into what you think uh, is a victory. It says uh, on his Twitter, it says the unemployment rate has been under 4% for 16 months in a row. The longest time our nation has such a long stretch of unemployment, longest time, the last time, sorry, the last time we had our, uh, that happen was in 1960. And uh, then there, here's the people, man, people kicked right in on this fact-checking stuff. Not really fact-checking, but just calling him out on his different things. Here's the, here's the picture of this. Jobs created by uh, president, average per month. They're showing that Trump was somehow producing... 50,000 he was having a negative loss of 50,000 per month but Biden is gaining 450,000 jobs per month now if that that rate let me ask you guys something we got see we got 360 million people here on a on a, on America well give or take 20 million immigrants that we don't know about when you think about 450,000 jobs and he's been around he's been doing this for a couple of years right so if he's saying so, so the last 16 months he's kept it at 4% but he's saying on average his average is 450,000 jobs per month. If we did let me I guess I need to get go calculator out here and uh, let's do let's do math here. So 450 and we'll put the other zeros in there just so you know we we don't want to screw up the math and we're going to we do we want to divide that by 16? Uh is that right? No 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 no. Wait, 16 Divided by how do I do the math on this? I got to make sure I got this right. So what what he's saying is is oh no no I wanted to times it that's what it was two fifty I'm sorry let me get this right I'm gotta I gotta do it right guys four fifty um and it's gonna be times sixteen 
He's saying he's created over 7 million new jobs. See, when they talk about the unemployment stuff, they're talking about new jobs created, not jobs that were filled. Well, that's what they tell you. It's actually about jobs that were filled or recycled, people changing jobs and doing that stuff, you know, and getting rehired after fired or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, he has created over 7 million jobs in the last 16 months. Now, let me ask you guys. He's created 7 million jobs? How did he create 7 million jobs? Well, we know that Apple, Microsoft, uh, was it Amazon? Let's say the, the big ones. There's a lot of the big corps out there that are, high, or that are laying off tens of thousands of people. So, But he's able to, even with... He's able to do a net new job of seven over 7 million jobs in the last 16 months? I don't think we are actually having the same conversation, do you? Oh, they did actually put a uh, rate this on there. 90% of the new jobs during Biden's term can be attributed to post-pandemic return to work. Ah, here's the fact checkers. There's where we're going to get the real truth. On February of 2020, before the pandemic hit, 158 million people were employed. On May of 2023, the United States was employing 160 million people. So we've only upped since February of 2020 when he, when he took, when he took uh, and created the coup and took over America through force. In February of 2020, 158 million people were working. And three years later, 160 million people are working. So only 2 million more people are working over a three-year time frame. A little over a three-year time frame. See, he not telling the truth. He say lies like he his mouth is moving. His lies continue to come out. I mean, that's when you normally lie, lying becomes normal. And that's how I say that over and over again. When you normally lie, lying becomes normal. You don't even think about it. You just do it. You just lie. It doesn't matter. Uh, this is absolutely breathtaking. But this is the, the stuff. He's Bidenomics, guys. You live in Bidenomics. So remember... Uh, on this day, June 28th, a Wednesday, 2023, you learned that Bidenomics is what cradles you and that cradle of love as you feel so warm and safe. Because remember, it's about your safety. It's all about you being able to be, you know, cradled and loved and warm and all because, uh, you know, Biden, he's going to be in there sniffing on you i got bidenomics so do you oh is bidenomics like an infection do you like get a shot or a cream for that i don't know maybe we gotta look that up what's the treatment for bidenomics because i really don't think that this is uh as beneficial as (laughs) they're trying to make it out to be i do appreciate that they are they are genuine liars they do not even hesitate to just legitimately they're like a three-year-old they're like a three-year-old. Did you poop your pants? No. Did you poop your pants? No. Then what's that smell? I don't know. It's Bidenomics, maybe. Not me. <laughs> All right, guys. We do have a commercial break coming up here at the top of the hour. I have one more hour, extended hour on Wednesday. Monday's and Wednesday, the Dark Delight Show. Your host, Jim Price. Guys, thank you so much for being here. And remember, guys, silver and gold. Go to Kirk Elliott. He'll help you out. Get you off the cash system. All right, guys. We've got a commercial break coming up, and we'll be right back. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. 
Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back, guys, back to the second hour of Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. You know, this is the world we live in. And by the way, those hazy skies over you, remember the government has a mask for you, and they're here to help you. Just go to them. It's a comforting, just, they'll just crush you and hold you and keep you from moving or doing anything you want. It's just, it's, it's safety. All right, I do have a caller coming in. Uh, Mike, are you there? Hey, I'm here, Jim. How's it going? Good, sir. Good to hear from you. How are you today? Hey, pretty good. Hey, I want to apply Bidenomics to calling a crack dealer a pharmacist. What? They're not? What? They're not. What do you mean? Oh, I thought, well, you know, I mean, they're trying, you know. I mean, I have the same medical degree that uh, Bill Gates has, and he passes out vaccines around the world. I don't That's know. true. It seems weird. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, this whole thing with uh, Bidenomics, I mean, you talk about just trying to spin anything. The lipstick on the pig that they're they're pulling off here obviously shows how stupid the general public really is. Well, you know, being a little bit older than you, um, being a teenager during the Carter administration, the Carter administration mm-hmm. had something called the Misery Index. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, I so where's our misery there, index today? <laughs> right. Well, we, we, we need to call Biden's Biden's economy the the Biden misery index. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it, it just doesn't even make any sense. I mean, how how full of it do you have to be to get up and know that you've just you've just crapped the bed and you're still trying to shine it up for people? How how is that possible? Well, th- this is not going to last long in the news cycle. This is right. this is going to fly over once, maybe while he's going to Chicago to have this meeting, while this big right. uh, rally. Yeah, th- th- this will be this will be out of the news cycle in a week. Oh yeah, two to three days. Yeah. By the weekend, we won't hear. Well, see, so you got the holiday because everybody's going to the lake. Everybody's doing their thing. Pfft, it's gone. It'll be gone. Oh, hey, also yep. too, while we're talking, when you were talking about the the, the little shiny things that were left outside all these places in Washington D.C. that had a 60-minute egg timer strapped to it. Um, uh-huh. Forgot to mention the um, the little the little camper that was parked out in front of an AT&T building uh, <laughs> a couple years back. I believe that yeah. was in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, yeah, and they're just I, big explosion thingy, and some Dominion voting boxes got blown up. Oops. Yeah, and took off the the, the fake facade of an AT&T building that was hardened. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Okay, I figured I'd throw something. <laughs> hey, we're going to see you guys up. Sunday? Um, I'm hoping to be there, yes. Very good. Um, well, we'll see you there. Thank you so much, sir, for the call. Well, thanks. Okay, bye. You bet. Bye. Well, uh, yeah, this is uh, the, the shiny objects of things. And I read that, the, the Nashville bombing. You guys remember that? Remember, the guy just happened to have signed over two of his properties to his short-term girlfriend that, he'd only, girlfriend that he had only known for about six months, wink, wink, and uh, that uh, nobody knew he was a loner, and he didn't have a job, and he was just this, oh, and then, then the RV blew up, but there was no body parts. And, and guys, I, I know that you guys think that you're, 
you're pretty solid. You know, you go up there, you can pound your chest. You're like, I am, I am man, I am woman. Hear me roar, or whatever you guys say. And the sad part of it is, if you're gonna blow up a body, there's going to be body parts, right? There's parts and pieces. There's things that you have to collect, and it becomes. The one thing that people don't realize is that the body, as soon as it does not have a heartbeat, becomes toxic waste. If you have ever dealt with the human body or what it is that – and not that I I don't have personal experience. I just know that this is part of it. I had a friend who uh, was a uh, – what do you call a mortuary worker? Um, he did the he did the services and all that guy. So it, all that jazz. But anyway, the, 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 the this RV blows up in Nashville. Kabam! There just happens to be video of this – fly this flash of light from the sky and then next to the building and next to the rv it explodes and then the building explodes and the rv explodes but then there's parts of the rv everywhere but there's not parts of the person anywhere and where did that investigation go how hard is it to ask a few questions of the coroner how hard is it to ask anything from our local where's a foia request you know the 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 Where's the request to find out what really happened to the body parts of the individual that was blown up in the RV? See, the problem with this, guys, there's teeth, there's bones, there's flesh, there's muscle, there's all this stuff, and not to count the blood. I mean, you do have blood in you. But we don't want to have that conversation, right? Because, you know, well, you know, just it's over. This news cycle has missed us. There are so many instances of this right now in front of our face that we don't even we're not even paying attention. But I know you guys up there in uh, in up there in Rochester, you guys are having smoke, and uh, the, the the your government told you guys if you need a mask, you just come to us, and then we'll tell you how precious you are, and then we'll give you a mask to cover yourself so that the soot that's in the air is not going to kill you. Here's the thing. Uh, this is the smoke from raging Canada wildfires hangs over the U.S. Midwest and parts of the East Coast on Wednesday, creating a hazy sky, worsening air quality, making for dangerous, unhealthy conditions for millions of Americans. Americans, do you guys? Let me give you something here, real quick. The most toxic air. Well, I don't know if I can say that like that. The most toxic air on Earth is coming out of Hillary Clinton's face, but uh, I digress. Uh, the most toxic air uh, in America is inside your own home, and that's not a commercial for me trying to sell you whatevers. Okay. I run ozone machines in my house. I run really good filters in my house. I, you know, I know, I, I know, air quality is a huge, huge deal. The sad part of it is, is even though there's a lot of this stuff in the outside air, it is not as toxic as what you have in your house, and that is just a fact. We don't filter our air with good filters. We buy the cheapy junk filters, and we don't change them out. But once or every time we sell the house. We're not keeping our A-coils clean. We're not doing what we should to make sure our house is always having the fan turned to on, not to auto, uh, filtering the air constantly. It's like, a, it's like a, a pot of water or a pot of stew. You know, when you stir the stew, the bottom, the bottom part that's hot and the cold part that's on the top, you know, the, the, they get stirred around, and so it causes everything to, you know, start getting an even temperature the, when you mix it around. Well, your air in your house is the same way. Well, the sad part of this is that the stuff that's going on in Canada, or whatever we're calling these, or saying these are uh, raging forest fires out of Canada, I, I'm not worried about that. The sad part of it is, is that we still have East Palestine, who had you know had a bunch of chemicals that were leached into their water, into their atmosphere, and will affect crops uh, for years to come. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the derailments. We're not talking about the misses and missing nitrogen. We're not talking about 
what really happened with the implosion of a submarine that's bolted together and sent to the bottom of the ocean and blah blah blah. It's it's we're not it, the, the guys. The sad part of this is is that all this air pollution stuff. It's actually the one that you have the soot and the smoke and all that. That's not the part I'm worried about. That's not even it. You, it, it. This is just a shiny object to get you guys freaking out. And by the way, what did they default back to? What was the immediate default? It was masks. Masks were their, was their default. Why is masks the default? Because it's a sense of control that they can see you and manipulate you and do all these things. Uh, forecasters urge people to live in the, that living in these areas, especially children and the elderly and those affected by respiratory illnesses, to limit prolonged and heavy exertion. And if they can, to stay indoor, indoors or wear a mask. Guys, <laughs> do you understand that they have been lowering the threshold of what it takes to get a DUI? Do you know they've been throw, lowering the threshold to get what it is as a positive you know, for a COVID test. Do you know that they've been lowering the threshold of what they consider to be the limit on air pollution? They're trying to get you to believe that somehow the Earth's air that has been molten lava, explosions, dinosaur poop, whatever else has been going on on this Earth, all these different things, I don't care, aliens, Anunnaki, whatever you want to do. They're trying to tell you that we create pollution on this Earth. Look up the volcanoes. Look up active volcanoes on Earth, okay, and start researching how many active volcanoes are spewing sulfurs and all kinds of other really noxious gases to human beings that they're doing it by the thousands of tons a day every single day of the year. It has nothing to do with what comes out of your tailpipe. It's not carbon credits. It's not some you know wind farm and not some solar generation farm. Not none of that, guys. This whole thing, this whole, this all this stuff is about giving you bad information, lowering the threshold of what is bad air, so that there's always a dang emergency, just like right now. It's an emergency, and we need you to come get your mask. Why don't you put your mask on, sir? It would be so much better for you. Guys, I've worked in decades of construction. Sheetrock dust, dust in the air, paint fumes, uh, epoxy fumes, diesel uh, exhaust, propane exhaust. I have dealt with it all. I've tried wearing the mask. I've tried not wearing the mask. And I tell you guys, listen to me. Even in the dustiest, crappiest situations in construction, a mask ends up costing and causing more harm on a job site than what it actually prevents. Those N95 masks, they've been around for decades. We've been using them all along, but nobody wears them. Why? Because it actually creates more breathing problems than just to go ahead and get the job done. Now, there are respirators out there for certain fumes and stuff when you're getting into toxic stuff. But most of the time, even the guys who spray that stuff every day will tell you that those masks don't work. And they're actually more inhibiting to them to be able to get air into their body than if they just breathe the air that's around them. Now, I know that sounds counterproductive, but the, the sad thing it is, the EPA, OSHA, they're not here to make money. Keep you safe. All right, guys, we got a little commercial break coming up here in WYSL. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Is a little smoky out there? Is that what it is? I've got the smoke in the air. Huh? Well, we're just going to stay home and stop life. You know, the electric company, they, they don't need their money. They're, they're fine. I stayed home because the smoky, the smoke is so bad out there. I just couldn't, <coughs> I couldn't. Well, the electric company, they don't need their money. They're fine, right? Guys, this is this is where we're at, right? This is unbelievable. Now, listen, there's more going on. I'm a, I am going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you I'm proud of you. No, no, no. Listen, and I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being serious here. I am absolutely proud of you. The WHO has you freaked them out. You were non-compliant enough. They they don't like the fact that you didn't just obey. And so the World Health Organization is advocating for social listening to prevent pandemic and combat. This is the part I don't understand. This is, I read this earlier. The World Health Organization is advocating for social listening to prevent pandemics and combat the infodemic according to a newly uncovered draft proposal. I don't know. I, something's missing in that sentence there. A recent unearthed World Health Organization draft proposal calls for the adoption of social listening to in order to combat uh, informatics, so on May 22nd, infomat, info, info, oh, oh, infodemic, infodemic, man, new words today, English, 
I'm glad it's my first language. I'm still practicing. Um, it says here, on May 22nd, draft proposal, first uncovered by the public, acknowledges a catastrophic failure of the international community in showing solidarity and equity in response to the coronavirus disease. Now, listen, guys, this is how bad you screwed it up for them. They are upset with you, the WHO, this World Health Organization, who somehow thinks that they have omnipotent power over you because your health is our concern. Your safety and staying alive, we really care. We're going to kill you. Well, no, we're, we really love you. Intubatum. Oh, remdesivir. This is, this is how this, they double speak, right? But this, you upset them. You got them freaked out because it says here that they, this draft acknowledges the catastrophic failure, you, the catastrophic failure of international communities to sh- in showing solidarity. In other words, we didn't all do the same same. Solidarity and equity in response to the coronavirus disease. According to the WHO, it defines, uh, it, it defines as an infodemic as too much information, including false and misleading information, during a disease outbreak. And I'm actually, there's, a, there's 42 pages of this report. I'm not going to dull you with it, but uh, the proposal calls for 194 member states, 194 countries, to combat the infodemic and tackle false, misleading, and misinformation or disinformation. You mean like, you mean like ivermectin and HCQ that just cures you from bendesinol that actually cures cancer and takes worms out of a dog? It actually cures cancer in human beings and any other animal they've ever tested on, and they've done thousands and thousands of tests on from bendesinol that actually shows that it is a cancer-killing product, and it all it is is dog dewormer, just like ivermectin is animal dewormer, just like HCQ is quinine, which is in citrus rinds. It can be steeped down on your stove, but they put into a pill during the Panama Canal and also revamped it for the Vietnam and Korean War because they give out tens of thousands of these doses to the military every single day, even today. But that's the misinformation that they're going to fight against. Oh, I'm sorry, the infodemic they're going to fight against. The WHO uh, oh wait, let's see. oh let's read let's read the rest of this because they really are they just believe that they are so hoity toity and just above you you stupid citizens you peasants you lesser thans you you dung on my heel of my boot uh, so the organization recommends social listening as one method to achieve this goal which the WHO defines as the process of gathering information about people's questions concerns. Uh, circulating narratives and misinformation about health. Yeah, they care about you. So we're going to listen to every little thing you say, your text messages and your phone calls and your Facebook and your Telegram. By the way, Telegram used to be part of Twitter. It's the same exact platform. It's just the chat bot or chat app for Twitter. Nobody knows that, but Telegram is actually still a Twitter executive and still has FBI involved. So, hey, if you're using Telegram... Just be know, just know what you're up against. Clout Hub, C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B, Clout Hub is the only uncensored platform out there. I've told you guys this as long as I've been on the show. I've been talking about it for years. Please pay attention to the world around you. This is a real, real thing. But anyway, the WHO has developed a pilot project using artificial intelligence. Oh, AI. Well, this will end well. As another version of social listening called Early Artificial Intelligence Supported Response with Social Listening. EARS is the acronym, E-A-R-S. Early Artificial Intelligence 
supported response with social listening. This is the, that's the, man, the people who come up with these names are amazing. I got to get on that. I got to get like the, a panel of those people to help me with making up stuff. I, they do. According to the paper, uh, EARS automatically classifies information from publicly sourced online communications in 20 countries and tracks trends. But if my safety and my privacy is first and foremost, and my privacy is what they're trying to secure, how are they going to listen in with their ears? How are they going to use their ears to listen in to these 20 countries that they're talking about and track trends? How would they be able to do that? Why? How would they know what a trend was if they weren't listening to every single keystroke or verb or word or consonant or whatever it is that comes out of my mouth? Do you see what I'm talking about here, folks? There are ethical challenges such as privacy and consent when gathering information through social listening, the WHO said in a press release. Well, that's nice of you. Nice of you to notice that you're going to be in my privacy and consent thing, you know. (laughs) The organization brought together an ethics expert panel. Well, I can't imagine. Is is, uh, Hunter Biden running this ethics panel? I mean, he's obviously the best at it. He knows exactly what you shouldn't do. So shouldn't he be the guy who says, hey, don't do that, guys, because I do it? Maybe that's maybe that's what we need. To get. It would be a paying job for him. Maybe uh, it says here that this ethics challenge is, uh, is is a big deal for them. But they have an expert ethics expert panel to address the issues, as there are no current consensus on how to ethically engage in social listening and infodemic management. They don't give two craps about your privacy about your rights of freedom and liberty. They are stomping on it. This is a this is a pool kids club, guys. This is the Rotary Club, the Lions Club. This is not this is not this is like a this is like a, a sewing bee. This is nothing more than a bunch of people getting together and making up things and then everybody just follows them like they have some authority. God-given inalienable rights is what your constitution talks about. Are these people God? Are these people your gods? Are they the, your, your, your demigods, your small G gods? Is that what you're telling me, that you believe in this WHO and they have the power to tell you what they can and can't do? And by the way, they're going to listen to your stuff. And if you don't pay attention, if you don't do that, they're going to they're gonna do some social listening and some infodemic management. That'll end well. I mean, anytime you, you censor people's speech or any of that stuff, it always comes out more amazing on the other side, doesn't it? Germany. <laughs> Come on. China. You know, early Russia. I, I just, I don't, I mean, Stalin. I, I, guys, you know, it's just a little bit of censorship. Remember, it's just a little bit of gun control. It's just a bit, a little bit of gun this. It's just a little bit of gun that. It's just a little bit of gun, a little bit of gun. By the way, they're working on uh, uh, making the ATF is now going to say any semi-automatic weapon is illegal now. Remember, they did the pistol grip. Remember that 22 million people that are now uh, federal felons? Well, now anything that is a semi-automatic is now going to be described in the ATF as illegal. Oh, yeah. Guys, you, you're, you're semi-automatics. Unless you have a bolt-action rifle or a muzzle load, you are going to consider to be a felon, which I don't know. I can guess that probably 90% of all weapons, the 400 million registered guns that are in America— 
Of the 400 million registered guns in America, I'm going to say about 90% of them are semi-automatic weapons. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I have no idea. I'm making that up. All statistic. I mean, statistically, just making it up, right? Uh, it was all, uh, also uh, was 80% of all statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> just like this statistic. Um, I'm going to say that most, obviously, I think a majority, more than more than half, more than three quarters. I'm going to say that there's very few muzzle loaders. There are very few uh, bolt action that are that are sold. Now there's a, there are a lot sold, but not the not a big bunch. So that's going to say basically every single one of you that has a 9mm, a 45, a 40, a 50 cal pistol, uh, these are all semi-automatics. If you have a revolver, that's a semi-automatic. If you have a if you have a hunting rifle, if you have a shotgun that has multiple shells in there and you go bang, bang. You know? Think about it. What are they going to call it? semi-automatic all right guys i got a commercial break coming up at the bottom of the hour thank you so much for being here i'm jim price your host be right back Delight on the WYSL stations. Hey, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, uh, it's been an hour and a half of uh, this guy right here. Oh, well, we had we had Kirk Elliott, and he's a great uh, guest to have on, talking about the financial things going on around us and trying to create a better understanding so you make better decisions. And it's not always about being perfect, but actually making yourself, you know, uh, more safer, right? Remember, that's what the government's trying to do for you as well. Uh, all right, so this is uh, this is tying into this is a different organization who has no earthly power over you whatsoever, but this this group of people have a, have something they want to tell you, but they don't. They're not telling you directly, but they're just saying it out loud and hope hope that you don't listen. Last late last month, the office of the United Nations Secretary General published a policy document on aims for the future of the Internet. Wow, that's nice of him. Mr. United Nations Secretary General, oh, he cares about the people. Uh-huh. A follow-up to the 2021 report, Our Common Agenda, the new report's title says it, uh, it's really a global digital compact. That's the goal. International legislation. International legislation? Are we? Is America international legislatively power? What? I thought we had. We were a constitutional republic. So international legislation wouldn't matter to us for two seconds. But, you know, we keep giving our power over to people that don't have power over us. Why not? Right? Uh, that's the goal. International legislation that would seek to control and enforce the use of digital technology. Well, we want you to be safe, and only we know what the truth is. How dare you even think that you understand the world that you live in? Why would you—we know what's best for you. All right, so the proposal uh, clause promote, uh, clauses promote everything you would expect them to promote. Digital identities linked with financial access. That'll end well. Environmental or climate change-based social credit system. Great. 
Uh, I'll be poor. And by the way, guys, let me tell you, you know, these are, uh, I'm not going to probably fall in line with the whole digital ID linked with financial access. Probably not going to be cool with that. Just saying you shouldn't be cool with it either. You should talk to your legislator. Oh, wait, you guys are in New York. So your legislators are getting ready to hand every bit of this down to you. They're going to bring the UN policy directly into legislation. Mark my words. Mark my words, New York. They're going to get you. Environmental or environment or climate change based social credit system. That's awesome. Public private partnerships. And you know, when I first heard public private partnerships, the way that it was initially conceived and originally was put into place was that the public gives a private charity money to operate so that they can do things that the government can't do for the individual on a personal level. Governments are not good at handling individual problems. They're only good at throwing money at it. And so a public-private partnership like that is I see that as being essential. Sad part of this is we know that Facebook and Twitter used to be, uh, Instagram, Etsy, uh, all these different uh, social media platforms out there except for CloudHub. Uh, they were they have FBI agents working in the company. They have FBI that has, and CIA who has actual access to your stuff across the board. Now, see, what I'm saying to you is, is that, you know, this public-private partnership is what you saw on Twitter, all the Twitter files, the Twitter stuff. That's what public-private partnership means when they're actually doing it wrong, where you have agencies going in and using their access to a social media platform to go in and spy on you. Oh, yeah. No, it's real. Including your DMs, your direct messages, your messengers, and all that stuff. Uh, Counter online harm. Countering online harm. Yeah, online harm. There is... That's a thing. So, guys, this is where they're going with this. Uh, Digital IDs linked to your bank account, your mobile money accounts, can improve the delivery of social protection coverage and serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. What? My money's mine. I'm the beneficiary of it. Move on. But no, it says here, they're going to digitally ID link to your bank or your mobile money accounts and that can improve the delivery of social protection coverage and serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. Well, does that mean they're taking money out of my account because I'm not a good person for the environment and they're going to give it to somebody else? Yes. Yes, that's what it is. Digital technologies may help to reduce leakage and errors and cost to redesign of social protection programs. Yeah, that's going to end well. Uh, let see. The environmental or climate change-based social credit scores, uh, sensors, and monitors connected to the Internet of Things. Internet of Things? I've never really felt comfortable with that statement. Cloud-based data platforms, blockchain-enabled tracking systems, and digital product passports unlock new capabilities for the measurement and tracking of environmental and social impacts across value chains. Hmm. Ah, oh, I I'm glad that they're gonna they're gonna help me with my social impact across value chains. What is value chains? Why do these people come up with some of the weirdest word combinations when they know what they're trying to say, but they're not saying it? Hmm. This will go well. Uh, public private partnerships partnership with states, private sector, and civil society leverage. The capacity. Wait, let me read this right. Private sector and civil society leverage the capacity of digital tools 
to provide solutions for development across the sustainable development goals. Sustainable development goals. That doesn't sound like I get to have a bonfire in my backyard. Or fireworks for the 4th of July. Because they make smoke, and smoke is bad. Uh, Example includes the Digital Public Infrastructure Alliance. Didn't know that was a thing, but you do now. Digital Public Alliance, uh, Infrastructure Alliance, the Coalition for Digital Environmental Sustainability, the Coalition for Digital Environmental Sustainability, what? Public-Private Partnerships for Disaster Response. What? How is you getting into my computer a disaster response? How is it you doing that? All right, counter online harm. Then this, the word harm is in quotations. Disinformation, hate speech, and malicious and criminal activities in cyberspace raises the risk and costs for everyone online. Well, how about the algorithm that Instagram has for child porn? How about you guys get rid of that first before you worry about what I'm talking about on ivermectin? How about you guys go do your job, Mr. CIA, FBI, all these guys out there. Oh, we're, t- we're saving the children because we're doing such a great job. Are you? Are you? Because I have statistically proven to you guys that we lose about a million kids in the p- general population and in child protective services every single year, year after year. That's not including other ones that go missing. But our government admits this admits that there's a million kids that just go missing and nobody's investigating them. But this is what we're going to do, guys. We're going to come in there and make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Don't use that word because words have meanings and words will hurt our agenda. And if you guys learn what words mean, then you might just figure out that you have God-given enable rights that cannot be taken away or given away. I think they made sure that that was in the Constitution about given away or taken away from your God. Your God, your creator, okay, gave you these rights. These are not privileges. These are not maybes. These are not pandemic, you know, uh, susceptible. These are just simply your rights. But here, let's go to the counter-online harm Part of this Dis- disinformation, hate speech, and malicious and criminal activities in cyberspace raise the risk and cost for everybody. What cost? Oh, you mean that we don't die, and you you try to put us on remdesivir and intubators uh, and intubate us in the hospital for COVID that we don't have? You mean that kind of harm? Is that what you're gonna are Are you gonna save us from that? Or the risk of losing our life because your guys' misinformation about medical procedures is absolutely dead wrong? And I don't even have to be a doctor to see that. I mean, I play one on TV, right? But I don't, I mean, I, me and Bill Gates, we're same, same. And this guy gets to go out and give out medical information. But this is what we're doing, guys. So anyway, the last part of this, we must strengthen accountability for harmful and malicious acts online. This is the U.N., This is a cool kids club. These people don't give two craps about you. Have you seen these people? Do you remember the lady up there with the, oh, that was at the, uh, that was at, uh, that was at uh, Davos with the lady that did all the, whatever that was. Do you remember that lady? Remember that video that went around the internet? You guys forget about her? I mean, you guys ought to book her. She's amazing for some reason. I don't know what it would be, but somebody enjoyed that. The problem is, is the UN is now telling they're, – they're saying they're going to be you know, rolling this out across uh, how many countries 
that you guys need to be a you know you need to be a part of this because it's it's for your safety, and it and it costs everybody, and there's risk and cost on you know, what? What are we talking about? I want you to guys go do what you want to do. I'm not going to pay for your crap. You're not going to pay for mine. We're going to go out and have freedoms and liberties. We're going to do our thing. What did we do without so much government? Up, in, you know, we didn't have. What was it? There was only like a nine federal laws on the books in 1913 or 1920 or something like that. Do you know guys know that? Like there was only like a handful of laws, federal laws. Now, even under Obama's administration, where he asked for a count or tabulation of all laws, rules, and regulations that the federal government has said that's necessary to maintain civility in this country, that number is unattainable. They have no way of being able to track that. That's how many laws, rules, and regulations are here to help you. That's terrifying, isn't it? All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. 
All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Now, guys, I do know that uh, I had the CEO of the uh, CEO of the Underground Railroad who is uh, helping with the human trafficking, uh, Angels.com, the Sound of Freedom movie that's coming out this weekend. Guys, if you haven't been a part of that or know what's going on i don't you know you might be living under a rock but the sound of freedom is uh, jim caviezel's uh movie that's coming out i'm going to be on stage with him in michigan in august we're going to be speaking together including the fact that when i just actually got another update that we're going to be doing more events with that uh the sound of freedom uh first one's in august looks like what well, looks like we'll be going to ohio and florida next after that but there's a lot of cool stuff with this movie, and I don't think you realize how much people have put a lot of effort into this. But in August uh, 11th and 12th, uh, Floodgate Church, Heartland, Michigan, uh, Michigan, uh, there we, me and Jim Caviezel and others will be uh, speaking on stage. Looks like Tim Bollard's going to be there as well, and uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Byrne will be there. I will be speaking on stage. Uh, Laura Logan. So guys, there's a really there's a really cool movement going on. But if you guys haven't heard about the Sound of Freedom, you guys need to go look it up. I've actually uh, am really excited about working with Jim Caviezel and others on stage, uh, talking about these things. But this is real. Uh, while we have human trafficking going on in real time, uh, we have we've got all this other stuff to worry about. Let me let me bring a t- uh, light to something. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, uh, Rhode Island Democrat Senator, State Senator Joshua Miller was caught keying a car that had a Biden sucks sticker on it. And then he tried to use his elected office to get him out of trouble. And anyway, so that guy, he's got himself some hot water. You may have heard a blurp, blip, 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 blip about that uh, over the last few days. But yeah, that happened and that never ends well. You know, just a sad, sad deal that we have to be destructive to each other in that way. Hunter Biden's child support dropped from 20000 a month to 5000 Well... Thank God. I mean, I knew he was really struggling to try to make the bills. You know, he was really working real, 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 really, really, really hard. And, you know, he's really trying to make it, you know, and trying to be fair and balanced. And <sighs> yeah, uh, the estranged daughter cannot. Okay, this is part of the deal. Hunter Biden's child support dropped from 20000 a month to 5000 a month. His daughter cannot use the family name after private settlement is reached. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to say about this anymore. Hunter Biden, the mother of his estranged daughter, were reportedly settled out of court and agreed to terms that would see Biden's child support drop by 75%. Biden and the uh, his former girlfriend submitted an agreement uh, order to the Independent County, oh, Independence County Circuit Court that allowed Biden to avoid public scrutiny. And uh, yeah, wow, this is why did he get it lowered? I mean, I thought that was the whole idea that, you know, men got to be the ATM machine for child support. I mean, how did he get his lower? Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a different set of rules for that guy. Uh, Biden had previously claimed that he was unemployed and had no monthly income while living in a $12,000 per month rental in Hollywood. Well, we all know about that. It's kind of his M.O. Uh, it also reported that Roberts, 23, dropped the demand to have their daughter, Navy, change her name, uh, last name to Biden. The Biden legal team had previously rejected the request, citing that they were trying to save the young girl from <laughs> from the expectations of the family legacy and wanted to give her a peaceful existence without the Biden last name. 
I, yeah, okay. Roberts is a, is a, she used to be a stripper, according to Radar, and worked for Biden uh, at his Washington, D.C. investment firm after they allegedly met uh, at a Washington strip club in 2017. Their daughter was subsequently born in August of 2018. Uh, the editor uh, added the keeping it around risk, risk the page becoming a source for Hunter. So the editor added the keeping it around risked the page becoming a source of Hunter Biden's conspiracy theories. The Hunter by uh, the Biden family had previously denied secret service protection to Hunter's first wife and reportedly done the same regarding the young daughter. Well, I think there's a lot more going to come out on this. I don't think this is the end of our little Hunter Biden thing. Sad part of this is, is he, you know, we, we see the t- multi-tiered uh, thing, but she did agree to something. So what did they pay off? What did they do? What did they threaten her with, threaten her life, threaten her family's life with? What do they have on her that might be embarrassing? I don't know. But again, we can't have that conversation because, well, it's all secretly, you know, not disclosed, blah, 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 and all that good stuff. But we do know that there's a lot more going on to this whole case. I think the, the, re, the regression of date... When you think of like how far back things are going, uh, where we started out with, well, this happened last year, this happened the other year, this happened this, and then you find out it's just continuing to happen um, further and further back. So we're back into 2017. We're going to continue going backwards. I think there's going to be a lot more to this uh, that is going to come out over time. Is it what we want to be right now? Is it the you know the the chopping block? It's getting there. I mean, I know that doesn't give a lot of people a lot of solace when the idea that I think things are happening and they're coming along, but I think the failed coup with uh, Pudi over the weekend, I think that we're seeing the fact that uh, Biden has lawyered up. I think that we have seen that Biden has been uh, recommended to uh, the Judiciary Committee, uh, or not the Judiciary Committee, uh, which committee was it in the House? Anyway, his, his impeachment has been turned over to one of the committees. Nobody's talking about that. Same thing with, Mayor, uh, with Merrick Garland. Uh, these are all people that are going to continue to see things happen, and I think things are coming down. But again, we're not going to have the Nancy Pelosi, you know, made up. I'm bended knee. I had to ask the Lord if I shall impeach this man. Oh, go back and listen to her breathy tone speech she gave about her impeachment of Trump, and she she had to do it. It's just what I got to do. I don't want to do this. I love the man. He's he's everything I dreamed of in a president. No, that's not what she said. Uh, but if you actually find out that there's a lot of um, that what they were doing there, she's rushed it through. They did it because they had to. They were trying to destroy him. They were trying to create the havoc, try to create the disruption, and here we are. By the way, if you look at the Joe Biden's, um, the Joe Joe Biden's face, you do see the CPAP straps on the side of his face, haven't you? Do you guys actually notice this article? A Gateway pundit has it. There's some different things on uh, the uh, on Twitter and others. But Biden snaps at reporters talking about the Chinese shakedown text messages. When you see him respond to that. Um, you, you look at the side of his face there, you can see the CPAP strap that goes from the side of his mouth underneath his ear. Well, if you're on CPAP, guys, that's probably one of the hardest things on your body is, by the way, having air pumped into you. And a lot of people think that it's absolutely necessary, but there are other ways to help with that. Um, the CPAP is not really, is really not the answer that we all hoped it would be. It does, it does get you, it's, it's, it's a bridge, 
but it's not the best thing we could do for your health as well. But anyway, if you see the CPAP strap on his face there, you can tell that he's absolutely having that. And I don't know if you want to call it a CPAP or a mask line, whatever you want to say it is, but there's a lot of issues there. This man is falling apart at the at the seams, and I don't know if he'll actually make it. I don't think he will. I think the whole idea is to get this guy up close to the finish line, and then when they see that Trump's going to win, they're going to try to throw somebody else in there to create the havoc, create the confusion. And this is what they do. This is the world we live in where it's not about being honest. It's not about being the best guy out there and hoping for the best. It's about actually creating the distraction, the destruction of the other person. Anyway, uh, looks like United has a problem here. United blames FAA for flight disruption that affects 150,000 passengers. Yeah, uh, see, United canceled more than 1,000 flights in the last 48 hours or 20% of its schedules due to severe thunderstorms in the Northeast. Hundreds of flights were canceled on Wednesday morning. Passengers uh, took to social media complaining about their flight cancellations. Uh, United Airlines Chief Executive Scott Kirby blasted the FAA uh, in, the, in an, employee, an email to the employees. Kirby said that the FAA short staffing caused the flight cancellations. The FAA frankly failed us this weekend, Kirby wrote in the email. Wow. Tell them, buddy. Don't be lying. Just hold, don't, don't hold back. Truth always helps. All right, guys. Well, it's been fantastic to have you guys here on Wednesday, the two-hour show, the extended lunch hour. It's awesome being a part of you guys, and I'm going to look forward to seeing you guys Sunday. Like I said, I'm getting in, getting in tomorrow night. Uh, going to be in the studio on Friday, so we look forward to seeing a lot of you guys. If you guys need anything from me, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Jim Price, Dr. Light Show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.